You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We're the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian, Ryan Livergood. He is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. <laughs> oh, right. You're going to have to turn up the heat a little bit. Tonight. I know. He, he Let's go. Has, he has we have so much more fun stuff to talk about. It's a great night. Uh, we are in the middle of the doldrums, but we just got all our franchise tags. There are not enough franchise tags given out. But uh, in general, Ryan, I, I hate the NFL and their their salary tactics. So it just gets me fired up. Yeah, well, it, it's going to be an interesting year, Will, because as, as we were talking about, what, what is it like? A hundred? The cap is down to one hundred eighty-two point five million per team. That is the first time the salary cap has ever gone down. You know, before COVID happened, there was talk it would go over two hundred million a team. So we're going to see some crazy cuts. Already started to see some of them. By the time this show comes out on Sunday, all these older veterans that that are overpaid now by this by these new salary cap standards will will have been cut. Yeah, that, so. the NFL players union, the fact that they allow this kind of cap change to happen is just ridiculous. Like the owners have no skin in the game. I, I just it uh, this bothers me to no end. But if it wasn't for the players association, well, they they helped negotiate this after you know. Yeah, they're bad at it. It's they're, they're just bad. Yeah, I, like I mean, the running back salary structure. Well, what one of the things I don't understand is I'm not sure why the salary cap went down when we know all this NFL money. Like these TV deals are, are have been essentially worked out right, and, and they're they're going. There's going to be the influx of money in the league, no matter what happens with ticket sales and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, no, it, it is odd that they couldn't have said, "Hey, let's leave the cap flat because we know we're going to get this influx of why money." Why even have a cap? Why not just go full baseball? Yeah, that's the that, thing. Like, we, we don't want that. Are you kidding? That would that would be the worst thing because then you'd have like the New York Giants or the Dallas Cowboys. They'd win every year because they would have these. They would it'd be like the NBA. They'd have these super teams. Well, I don't know. I don't think the Yankees and Dodgers win it every year. I mean, it's close, but there's there's upstart teams. Yeah, but it's completely different. It's completely different because with baseball, those teams that that don't have as much money can can develop farm systems and. And, and, you know, with the NFL draft, it doesn't work that way. You know, it's, 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 it's quite. Yeah. Quite the, 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 let's just set the cap at like 300 million. Then <laughs> they're like this, this like fictional cap of what these billionaires can afford to pay their salaries year over year. Would it potentially, it's a, you know, state or city funded stadium. It just is ridiculous. I just, I, ugh, ugh. Yeah. We need to go and, all into it. But the, the, we, the best way to get rich, Ryan, is to be a billionaire that buy an NFL team and then have the city build you a stadium. It's kind of gone away from that from now, from here. But that's, I mean, as soon as we're billionaires, Ryan, I got some ideas. No, but you could certainly get incentives. You know, for, for example, let's say, you know, the McCaskies ever had to get rid of the Chicago Bears in Chicago. And, and the Chicago Bears are one of the few teams that don't have the Sweetheart Stadium deal. They play in Soldier Field, which they don't own. Um, but I guarantee that you could get one of the, you know, counties surrounding uh, Cook County, um, you know, say Lake County or DuPage County or something to like sweeten the deal to get the bears to move out to the suburbs. And I'm sure you could get some, uh, you know, they could get some amazing tax incentives and, and really set up a deal to benefit the Chicago bears. Um, And that's just one example of, of probably many. So you're absolutely right. If you, if you are a billionaire and you can, a team becomes available, invest in it because it's, it's, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just going to keep. I mean, you just raking up. cash after yeah. that, and then you yeah. also have a cap on how much you can spend on player salaries. Yeah, and you don't even set that. And then you yeah. have to tell the players like, "Oh, I can't spend more money. Sorry." Uh, yeah. No, the players. Right, speaking of the Bears, true. Ryan, I don't. I, I'm really sad because I, 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 I don't hate the Bears as, as like a you know pseudo Vikings <laughs> fan, but I don't see a way that they can land Watson or Wilson. I just don't think that they have anything to offer. Well, I think Wrong? one. For, I don't think there's all, a chance. Well, no, I, I don't think it's, pro- I mean, is there a chance? I guess there's always a chance weird things happen. However, uh, number one, does Deshaun Watson even want to come play in Chicago? I mean, they, they, they passed over him. I think he's still pretty pissed about that. So I'm not sure he would even want to come to Chicago. Um, what is it Deshaun Watson mad about though, at this point in time? Mm, fair. And, and no, you could be right about Russell Wilson. And at the end of the day, I still feel like what, what incentive do the Seattle Seahawks have to trade Russell Wilson's. I mean, they're the Seahawks are really holding all the cards and he can try to power play all he wants and maybe he gets his way and he gets traded. But I, I don't, 
even the bears had more to give up. I, I, I don't know why the Seahawks would do that. They, I mean, I think the Seahawks at the end of the day, they need Russell Wilson if they want to win a super bowl. What, cause what do the Seahawks do? Let's say they trade Russell Wilson to anybody, whatever they get back. I don't care. Uh, you know, what's the best package that any team could put together. We're well, okay. We're, so, I, so, I, I don't so here, here's my pitch to, to sell Russell Wilson is in two years, Russell Wilson is going to be significantly less valuable as a 35 year old, you know, five foot 10, not rushing quarterback. Like he is, you're going to start to see significant diminishing returns on his plays, my opinion, uh, and where his contract stands. And that's kind of when they lose him anyway. So if he's really unhappy there, he's just going to play out the contract. I think it's two years before he can actually just walk, uh, you know, like right out of there. And so if he really is unhappy, he really is going to leave after that. You might as well cash in now, take the, take the cat, you know, take the dead money hit and build assets for the future for when you, it's like you either get something now or you get nothing in two years and they're, they're not going to be a super bowl contender. Uh, in, unless he's, he's a happy player and playing at his peak. I don't know. It's, it's, and I don't think Russell wasn't the type of person that wouldn't play at his peak, but that, that team's also just kind of a mess all the time. Like they're good, but they're not built for a championship again. Uh, and, but okay, fair enough. But what do you do if you're the the C? Like you talk about the Bears don't have enough to get Russell Wilson. Well, do any of these teams that are mentioned where he wants to go have enough to get him? Because okay, so for, th- there was this, you know, well maybe Dallas makes sense because maybe the Cowboys somehow package Dak in a deal to get Russell Wilson. Well, that's off the table now. D- Dak has been signed; he's staying in Dallas. So the Cowboys are he's out. T- he's technically not signed. He just got franchise tagged. Cause then it'll be signed soon. I, and it's going to happen. I okay. Know, know. <laughs> so you're left with, you're left with the saints. You're left with the Raiders and you're left with the bears. None of those teams have a, like, I guess the best quarterback of the bunch that could be traded is Derek Carr. So do the Seahawks, do they, oh, think I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a quarterback back. I would just uh, like sign Alex Smith, you know, just, so, just, okay. So they send Alex Smith and they get back. I mean, I guess in theory, let's take the example of the bears, you know? So if the bears are willing to go up, like, Roquan Smith. Uh, no, but you're going to pay him soon. I, I'm, I'm just trying to hypothetically speak. You know, the best yeah. package they could get from any of these teams, I guess they can improve their defense and, and, and try to be an effective, like, ball control team and win through defense if they got some nice pieces back. But I don't see the path forward for the Seahawks here. They're, they're better off holding on to a disgruntled Russell Wilson who is limited to where he wants to go. Because I think you're right. I think it's hard to make that deal work for him for all kinds of reasons yeah and i think that russell wilson might have to expand those teams i think the raiders would maybe be the best place to just like try to grab picks from because there's a good chance that they're they're still gonna be bad <laughs> like it's uh i mean and they're they're really tough division too you yeah. know it's uh so yeah and that's the, that's what i'm gonna understand with the raiders so so russell wilson goes to to the raiders and l- let's say they, their offense is just humming along well their defense was brutal and it's not going to get any better if they trade all their picks to the Seattle Seahawks. I just, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. It's yeah. And I think, I think the chargers and chiefs are still going to be better than the Raiders. Even if the Raiders have Russell Wilson, I think the chargers are one of the most ascending teams out there. And if you look at their cap space, they're in a really good spot, uh, which is why I think potentially maybe they didn't, didn't franchise Hunter Henry. So they yeah. can sign him to a longer term deal. That's not at that, you know, that, that franchise tag number after he got franchise tag last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, and speaking speaking of no tags, um, th- that's why next week's going to be fun when we get into the you know the free agency period here because a lot of big names will uh, did not get tagged. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Will Fuller, Aaron Jones. Although the Green Bay Packers are still trying to work out a deal for Aaron Jones, I've, I've, I understand. So we'll see. Maybe by the time you listen to this, he's re-signed. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Chris Carson of the Seattle Seahawks, uh, James Conner. Hunter Henry. So there's all kinds of guys. I, I might've missed some. So um, any, any thoughts about this? Um, we, I didn't even mention the guys that were tagged. Yeah. Obviously Alan Robinson is a disappointment for a lot of people in the fantasy community. Um, the bears. Chris, had to do Chris Godwin getting tagged. And yeah. then like a few old linemen, like there wasn't a lot of exciting, the, the kind of like the franchise tags weren't very exciting. The non franchise tags, I think were more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll and, get into the, the, the free agent talk and I wrote down uh you know we're like I was just looking like through pro like pro football focus for PFF and what they were kind of predicting we don't have to give everything away 
but we can give some scenarios of where a player could land, what we think and what it does to their value. And I think that's the best way we can go about it at this point in time. I think Ryan, honestly, like I'm going to say, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I'm going to pivot real quick. Uh, a little teaser. Yeah. Before we go into like the full, let's go to pro day tracker and then let's go to free agents. But before that, did you hear about what the Ravens suggested for overtime? I did not. So the, the Ravens suggested, you know, uh, back going back to a, you know, sudden death overtime after the, you know, you choose the coin flip and the, the team that wins the coin flip, they pick where the ball is spotted. And then the other team picks whether they're on offense or defense. And I guess the like break even line is the, you know, like the, the opposing team's 13 yard line or whatever, you know, like the, your own 13 to where like, that's where analytics has kind of landed on. But I love the idea of gamesmanship of like, if you really get defense, uh, just say like the, the 17 and see how it goes. Or if you just, if you just want to, if you're really great offense, say like the two yard line and let's go. I, I kind of like that. I mean, that's kind of fun. I guess I have to think about it. Cause I just, I've just heard this, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem with the way overtime is set up now. Um, I don't, I don't know necessarily. I mean, this may be a, um, a solution searching for a problem to solve, but it's, it would be, it would be interesting. What do you think about the current overtime system? Do you not like it? I, I just, I just don't really care about it. Yeah. This sounds like way more fun. It, it does. It does sound like more fun. That, that, no, but I hadn't heard about that. That's interesting. Is that going to go to the rules committee or this is just something that some. I don't know. Just, the Ravens suggested a couple things. Bill Belichick just wanted like seven and a half minutes of extra play overall. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> I doubt it changes. I don't think overtime is necessarily like, like super broken, but I think at the end of the day, it's uh, like, like just maybe just go with like ties during the regular season I don't know. I it, yeah, I, I don't think overtime is perfect, I, but I really do like. If I were to choose one, this would be it because I think it sounds super awesome and it's sudden death. Yeah, I, I'm 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 not opposed, but I, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens with 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 this if this if this goes anywhere. Uh, but well, but like ta- think about like a tanking team going into overtime and being like, yeah, we'll give it to you on your twenty yard or like our twenty yard line. Let's go kick that field goal. We're tired. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's the. the Is there like anti-taking rules or just, just yeah, like like the Eagles this past year when they put in Nate Sudfeld, they could have just been like, hey, let's just uh, take some knees back and forth and uh, we'll give it to you on the twenty. <laughs> you go to the playoffs, fine, okay. Yeah, um, you lose right. to Tom Brady just like everybody else. So, Will, it's time to get into. Um, I, I almost feel like this off season. Do you? Okay, this is going to be an older reference. You're not going to get this well because I'm so much older than you. But do you, there was a writer strike, and you know, back in I think it was like in the maybe late '80s, right, where the the TV writers weren't writing. And no, on, this was in like the later '90s. I was, was alive in the '90s. For this. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I used to love the David Letterman show. So David Letterman had remember Hal Gurney, who was on his show, one of his producers. He had Hal Gurney's Network Time Killers, and it was just like this this kind of worthless segment. And I kind of feel like. This offseason, these pro days are kind of going to be our our kind of time killers because we don't have a combine now. There's less to react to. We we even have like a weird season to even react to. So, but this is the best we can do. We don't have the combine, but we have these pro days. So this is going to be uh, an ongoing segment, it, and we're going to call it the ever original pro day tracker, right? So um, we need to come up with like a way to say it, like pro day tracker. Or something, I don't know, some, mm, some kind of fun Joe way. Day Tracker. We should just call it the Joe Day Tracker. The Joe Day you're not excited tra- about it at all, Ryan. Uh, this is not let's just waste some time. This is let's have some fun and maybe be jovial about these pro days because they're they're gonna be bunk, as as people would say back in the day. And it's gonna be very, very interesting. But I think what would be mostly interesting is when somebody does poorly at the pro day, which yeah. I think is the most fun, which brings me. <laughs> To Puka Williams, Ryan, running back from Kansas. They had their pro day. So he got measured in. This, this is according to uh the, the this is according to PFF. So this is what I, I took this from. He measured at 5'9, 175. Uh his vertical jump was 31.5, which is slightly slightly better than David Montgomery's, but you know, that's not, I mean, for that kind of like size, like not that great. Okay. Jump, not that great. Uh, 118 inches, I guess, like 41st percentile bench press four reps, 
which puts him in the zero percentile at running back. Uh, <laughs> that is so pathetic. That is the worst. I mean, this is a this is his pro day, right? He's in. Yeah, he's in his, and his he took the year off, I believe, too. That's the, that's the thing is like you know bench press is a combine thing, so he you should be prepping. For, that's this is what worries me about Puka because he's had like behavioral issues. Ryan, I, I brought him up in a previous episode before I knew about those like his like character issues, and I I regretted that since. But this is a I think the the bench press. Besides that, I don't care about the bench press. But you need to put out more than four if you're going to be a pro athlete. Uh, hey, wait, the bench press is this year? Like, is this year? Like, what weight are they doing? They're doing their two twenty. It's two twenty. It's two twenty five for everybody. Okay, so he's 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 a small so one seventy five. So he's a small dude, but two twenty. Yeah, you're right. He's had a year to yeah four is is pathetic. Why did he even do it? That's yeah, like okay. you, you just opt out. It's it's literally the zero percentile. It's <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. Because uh, because people won't even assume you're going to do that poorly. You know, if you're just opt out, like I'm not going to do it, and then be like, well, oh, he was only going to do like ten, and instead he does four. Oh. Yeah, uh, and then he did Oof. run a, a four three eight. Uh, 40 and then you, like like based on everything you, you're gonna add like you know five 100s of a second to that so it's like a four four three and at that size and everything like that like i just there was no hand size in there ryan his three cone was was just okay uh i'm just uh just kind of done done with done done with puka williams he, yeah he's out yeah, he's way way too small and it, it's weird enough ryan that it's the it's the four bench press reps that really bother me that <laughs> You, had a, uh, you have your whole time to plan for this. This is your professional career, and he's not taking it seriously is what I feel like, and I hope I'm wrong, and I hope he, he proves me wrong, and I hope he has a great life and a great NFL career, but I'm currently out. I, I would argue that a, a decent chunk of our listenership could could do more than four bench presses at 225. I mean, I'm I sure couldn't. we have a, I, I couldn't. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think we, we could. Do you think you couldn't? Um, not, not right now. No, I, got, I, I, I didn't say, I didn't say the Joes. I didn't say the Joes could, could do it. I'm just saying that, um, we, we should, um, we should oh, ask please, people, please comment us, in fantasy addicts. If you can ta- bench over 225 or, or tag us on Twitter at FFJ, yeah. just show us you. Yeah. If you can, you can out, if you can out bench, uh, uh, Puka Williams here, that would be awesome. So send us some videos. Right. So I can, I can out jump <laughs> David Montgomery, Ryan on the vertical from a standstill. That's my only, that's my only go-to. Cause it was like, uh, yeah. Cause I think he, what was like 29 and a half inches, maybe 30 and moved like 30 and a half inches. So, but Puka, Puka took me down. Disappointing. Uh, but, but there is, okay. So there's, uh, there, there will be more pro, um, pro days by the time this, this drops on Sunday, like, like Clemson's pro days coming up. North there's Coast been like State. no pro days. That's why Puka yeah. at least yeah. it up because but, I had only but, talked about him before that I want to bring him up. But, but so right now, early in the clubhouse for most outstanding performance at a pro day. Well, you got, you got something. Well, this is at the, the hall of fame showcase. This is just an article from the athletic. I didn't, I don't know what this thing is, Ryan. Do you know what this thing is? It isn't there like some kind of camp down in Florida. One of these camps where these, these um, prospects, they, they go and they train with other prospects and they work on, you know, nailing the 40 time and all all these things. They, They basically get these guys ready for these pro days. I think that's what it is. Okay. I've never been invited. Maybe, maybe sometime I'll get to go down there and, you know, put up, put up some stats, you know, 34 years old breakout age unknown, but like in a positive way. But anyway, so uh, I was, so I've been talking about Amir Smith. Marset is going to be potentially my most owned dynasty player because he will be drafted. Uh, I, I'm, I might, I'm a little bit uh, intrigued here, Ryan, because Brandon Smith from Iowa, uh, again, like I was passing game sucks. Like let, let, let's, let's not let's not get too far into that. But Brandon Smith is six foot two and two fifteen. Uh, that's that's I lo- I like that. That's a good start to size. We don't have a hand box. size. We don't have a hand size measurement yet, which is okay. Uh, but he at this this you know Hall of Fame showcase or HOA showcase uh, put up a, a one hundred and thirty six inch broad jump which would have been fourth in last year's combine overall. So you had Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Jalen Rager, and Jeremy Chin uh, would have outjumped that. So let's just say he finishes first in this year's combine because uh, I don't know why. No athletes <laughs> in this, this year's class. So, no, so let's just say like, you know, that's still pretty <laughs> good there. 
And then really he, good. He has okay. a forty-four and three quarters inch vertical, which was would have been the top in last year's combine. The only person that that was close to it was Donovan Peoples Jones last year. And I don't think when it comes to so forty times, you know, when you have the video replay and laser timing and everything like that, and the combine, that I think that's more valuable. But I think just basic jumps and broad jumps, the people are still measuring relatively, if not pretty accurately. So we just found out that Brandon Smith is a decently explosive athlete. Uh, he had a 73rd percentile college dominator, according to player profile, with a breakout age of 19.7, which is 72nd percentile. He is the product of Iowa's terrible passing offense. He's coming in. He's at 21.3 years old. Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know because it really points a finger to how bad Iowa was because his best season was 37 catches in 2019. Uh, for on uh, 58 targets for 439 yards and five touchdowns. But th- at the end of the day, Ryan, uh, I, this was just fun. This was just fun for me to have a, a you know, a taller, bigger, uh, explosive athlete so far with a decent breakout age because breakout age is only based on percentages of the passing offense coming from Iowa. I assume he'll go undrafted, but I again will be scooping him up. So it turns out Iowa had two really good wide receivers this season. And, and you've got to ask yourself, well, why couldn't they have done more with those guys? Well, it's right? the, no, well, this season it was a new quarterback coming in and we went like one and two to start the season. It's cause he just was, he just was, it was bad. Like he was just like, like flailing passes. I think you, I think actually he'll be a decent quarterback, like moving forward, but with a shortened season in the big 10, what, what sucks is uh, we lost, I think, our two games by combined like like five or seven total points and won all the other games. Yeah, well, it was a weird it was a weird year. And I'm, I'm an Illinois fan, so I have a new room to talk about Illinois football, at least not until uh, maybe Brett gets us some some good players on that on that team. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. See. Brett, you know, the former Wisconsin coach. Yeah, but no, anyway. Nebraska coach, right? What's that? I thought it was Brett- the. Brett Bellema, um, am I saying his last name right? Yeah, no, he was he was the he was Wisconsin's head coach. Mm. One, one mm. didn't he win a Big Ten title with them, and then he went to yeah, then he Arkansas, went to Arkansas, Arkansas, right. and couldn't cut in SEC. For and, some and, reason, I thought it was the Nebraska's old coach, and I, yeah, that's why I was hating on him. So bad. Actually, yeah, years yeah I think that's a decent hire. It's fine. It's as good as Illinois could have done. I promise you. So, anyway. well, it's cheaper than Lovey <laughs> Smith. So let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, something I wanted to mention, although I'm sure there'll be updates, you know, that'll come out after we record this, but, but Trey Lance will, he is um, not going, his pro day is this week, Friday. So it will have happened by the time this recording comes out, but he is not going to run or do agility drills. Um, but as, as I told you before we started recording, if you look at like the, the GPS timing uh, per next gen stats, Trey Lance would have been the 14th fastest ball carrier um, in the NFL last year. He had a run at North Dakota State, 44-yard touchdown run. He topped out at 21.54 miles per hour. To put that in context, Wolf Fuller this year topped out at 21.56 miles per hour on a 40-yard touchdown. So Trey Lance is fast. Can he make good decisions as NFL? Can he adapt to this higher level of football? I don't know, but... We, we know the guy's fast. So um, anyway, are you, are you curious about what Trey Lance do you think, is going to do? Do you think Friday? Leonard Fournette is fast? Do I think Leonard Fournette is fast? Yeah. Um, I think he was fast at one point. Yeah, it was, it was like a, a year or two ago that he set the fastest speed in the NFL that year on like one of his end of the game, like, like big time touchdown breakaways. Uh, I actually, Ryan, like watching Trey Lance, Trey Lance seems big. Uh, he actually doesn't seem that fast. So I am shocked to see, to hear this, uh, you, you know, kind of like speed stat, but then he's not training in the 40, which I, I think for quarterbacks, like whatever, who cares about the 40, right. but I, he has rushing upside. So I think that's fine. Let's see how he throws during his pro day. And let's see where he gets drafted. He gets drafted. If he's in the top 10 NFL picks, he's worth a gamble. Uh, I think past the, the kind of like top relatively sure things. It's going to be interesting to see what happens to Trey Lance. I mean, the guy's 20 years old, um, you know, not a lot of experience. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I hope for his sake that he lands with, with a good team that maybe 
they, they don't they don't rush him out there. I think he could probably use a year, like kind of like the the Patrick Mahomes, you know, formula for develop. I'm not saying he's gonna be Patrick Mahomes, but I mean like like he sits behind somebody for a year and and um, I, I I know in today's NFL that doesn't happen. These guys get drafted early; they're gonna play. But um, I, I'm, I'm I, mean, I would kind of like it if if the the Broncos picked him up, man. I, I he's playing if he goes to I Denver. Just, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like Denver has a, has some good peripheral pieces. Like that's a good landing spot for a quarterback. Really good. Really good. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think where he might go his range, there are some really intriguing teams as we've talked about Denver. I think um, Carolina is a, is a good spot landing spot for him. So um, anyway, it's going to be fun. Um, I, I continue to be very interested in him after, you know, we had Paul on the show and he talked about Trey Lance and his attributes and you know, his attributes to be really interesting, you know, quarterback for dynasty or, or he get or he could bust of course but i mean he's got there's there's a chance there there's a, there's a path he's got the skill set in theory to, to do it but well yeah i mean um, any single one of these quarterbacks can bust around and it, there's no there's no you think chance. is there a history of that do, do you guys go early to the symptoms bust out does, that, does it ever happen these are all not, sure things I look at the bears think, they take mr yeah, bisky that guy didn't bust archie three is still crushing the league oh <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, other just, just didn't get NBA traded away. <laughs> should we? Should we? Any, any other things? Um, I, I just thought it was interesting because it came up on the UTH podcast. Is Max Borgie, Ryan, the, the the old Debbie Darling from Washington State? Uh, the, he's the, the off, poor he's, the poor man's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he might become the homeless man's Christian McCaffrey <laughs> here pretty soon. But there was this article as with all due about, respect to homeless individuals. Yeah, uh, but I just I just want I just think that the the whole pack the only reason I mentioned Max Borgie is like I still think he's relevant. He technically has I think two or three years left of eligibility because everybody can come back because of the COVID year. But yeah. at the end of the day, uh, any player from the Pac-12, we just kind of had to like take a relax about because they didn't play so many more games. Like they didn't play very many games at all. And like Max Borgie, his 2020 rushing stats is 9.5 yards per carry, but he played one game. And yeah, I think Washington game. State played four total games. It just is, it's just a wild, wild year. And I think it's going to really, I'm going to be very, very interested to see how analytics uh, websites, because I, I, I love analytics. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I've even like run my own stuff a little bit, but I, I, I don't think I want to dip my toes into it this year, Ryan. I think I'm going to more be leaning on other people for this college season because it's just a complete mess. And I don't have the time to, well, I guess I do right now, but. I don't have the I don't have the the drive to really do this overall. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'm excited about this rookie class, but at the same time, I feel like we're going in a little bit with blinders on, because um, just because there's the this the data that we have, the you know the you know the 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 film, the the time on the field, the analytics, some of the stuff we're going to be missing. But that's also what makes it kind of fun because it's an intriguing draft class in certain areas and it's going to be a little different this year because we just don't have the same information we typically have. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, but what's also going to be fun. Well, at least we hope it's going to be fun is free agency. It's coming up by the time this show comes out, you know, we'll pretty much be in the, uh, into the, what I think Monday is the legally legal tampering period. I love how we have this like legal tampering period. And then guys will start to sign. I'm sure by Monday we'll have some reports about guys. It's going to be interesting to see what teams do. Cause there's going to be a lot of veteran talent out there. Um, a lot of the, you know, certain teams have some money, like the NDS up, up as Colts have a lot of money, but you know, what, what will teams do? Well, will will there, who's going to be aggressive early on? Who's going to wait? What kind of, um, bargains can be had by, by some teams? Cause w- these guys are going to talk about this list, pretty deep running back for agency class. There's going to be some real bargains for some teams to add to their backfield. Um, some good wide receivers. I, I think the tight end class is interesting. Some would characterize it as pretty weak, but I think there are some guys that could, are, are getting into that right age where they could be high risers like the Johnny Smiths of the world. So, so will, um, where do we start with, with free agency and, and what do you do from a dynasty perspective? Are you speculating, you know, <laughs> example, I heard today on the radio that by, by the time you listen to this, I, I think Zach Ertz is probably going to get dropped from the Eagles. They're not going to keep him. that with, with Goddard waiting in the wings. Why would they, keep him what you know um he's gonna get dropped so do you speculate on trying to pick up Ertz for cheap thinking maybe he gets reunited with Carson Wentz in Indianapolis do you do you buy any of these narratives that are coming out or do you just like 
uh, you know, I like Kenny Galladay. I'm, I'm going to gamble on him, pick him up and hope he lands in a good place. I mean, what, what's your thought process? Is this just fun to talk well, about or are there Ryan, any? Right. We've been talking about Zach Ertz is a good, a good scoop. No, no, I, I, I'm just using that as an example. I, and I do, I do think he's a good scoop, but I, I guess I just mean how much weight do you put into this period or, or do you like how, how much opportunity do you think is there now to speculate on picking up guys before they land someplace? Do you think it's, uh, that's a little bit overblown or, or, or do you think I'm going to be aggressive this week before free agency starts because I might pick up somebody and they're going to spike in value. I mean, what, what is your thought process? Oh, I mean, yeah, let's go for it. You you might as well go and send trade offers for guys who have a lot of uncertainty to see what that owner's opinion is about their uncertainty. Uh, the Aaron Jones owner, you know, this is a good time to go see, like, like send out a feeler. You know, what's the kind of value there? I have a really hard time kind of pinning down the value of what I feel about Aaron Jones, Ryan. You know, uh, like, like like Chris Carson. Can you get Chris Carson for a late second round pick at this point in time? And if we look at like, some predictions of where he's going, that could be easily worth it. Leonard Fournette owner could be, if it's me, don't don't come knocking because he's not cheap. But to other Leonard Fournette owners, uh, you know he could be really cheap. It's uh, I think now is the time to like like just to go and send out not not terrible offers, but you know maybe you're giving two thirds of what you normally would. You know it's not a half, you're not sending a quarter but you're you're maybe four fifths of what you normally would offer for the player based on what you think their value is going to be after the landing free agency. Does it, does it change for you based on position? Cause I I think you want to talk about running backs first, but for me, I don't want to play the running back game. I I really don't. I I just think there's, there's way too many variables and I I think there could be some really big value fluctuations. I mean, could it work out for you? Sure. But I think, I think Aaron Jones, for example, is one of those guys. I think it's, it's dangerous to play that game. I mean, if he, goes back to green Bay. Um, even then I have some concerns cause I think you're going to incorporate AJ Dillon more into the mix. But, um, you know, if he goes, I, you know, one of the, the landing spots that's been floated, the dolphins, you know, that'd be a great landing spot for him, but a, I don't have realistic that is and B I, I don't, I don't know. So running backs scare me. Will when, when, when we're playing this game, I like, I guess you could hit on some value, but generally speaking, if someone sends me an offer that I think is halfway decent for some of these guys that are free agents, I'm, I'm probably going to take it at this point. If you, you know, so what, what are your thoughts on running backs? Yeah. So remember last off season, we were talking about Aaron Jones and I was trying to require Aaron Jones. Uh, I did not su- succeed in any of my attempts and was kicking myself all season for that, which is fine. But again, I think second contracts running backs, you don't really want to overpay for, right. Do you want to, do you want to give up in a single quarterback league, Ryan, the uh the 103 for Aaron Jones because that's probably what that owner is going to be asking maybe 104 oh, like, like like what's what's the bar what's the barrier to entry because as the owner of Aaron Jones on your dynasty team why would you sell for less you know do you want the 105 do you want this you know potential wide receiver or something else and maybe Aaron Jones goes to the you know like like PF has has him going to the Dolphins for four years and 46 million he could have two running back one years out of there. You know, that's worth more than the 105, 106, yeah. right? Yeah, but, but running back. I don't, I don't want to send the 105. You know, I don't want I don't want to basically give up Etienne or Najee Harris or Etienne, either of those. So he's a very, like, uh, a curious case. But I think in general, Ryan, I'm, I'm out on Aaron Jones at this moment in time. Unless he comes back to the Green Bay Packers on, like, a short-term deal, that's what I would want. Uh, the second contract running backs, you, I think it's better off to just like shy away from go younger, get youth, you know, use what the NFL does to abuse running back contracts to your advantage in that sense of like, uh, running backs are underpaid in the NFL. You need to understand that, that they're going to ride those guys harder before they have to pay them. And it's horrible. And I hate the NFL for it. I really do but it's, it's an important note to keep for fantasy. Like if, if Chris Carson, you know, Chris Carson is a free agent. Uh, PFF has him going to the, you know, the, just a quick prediction. I don't think this is like giving away too much, but like say, let, I just want to give this a scenario. This is the bills for three years and $27 million. I, I'm pretty far. Like, I think Chris Carson's going to get a, a dynasty value spike, but I'm per, I don't, I'm no interest in that. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather see Chris Carson go back to Seattle, honestly, but um, versus the Bills, because I, I just, yeah, I mean, 
at first when you say that, I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting, but it's still going to be a split backfield. And then you got to contend with Josh Allen, you know, stealing those touchdowns at the, at the goal line. So, um, I don't know. That doesn't excite me. Really, like I said, none, none of these running backs really excite me. I'm sure some of them will end up having some value wherever they end up. But um, yeah, I just for the free agent running backs, it's just, mm, yeah. All right, Ryan, I'm interested in Philip Lindsay. I am. And where he goes and where he lands, he's probably not going to be overly expensive, but I really like Philip Lindsay overall as a player. I think he can have some great value again. In a, in a better system wherever he like whatever team signs him i assume he's going to plan to use him uh Kenyon drake uh the prediction is that he resigns with with the cardinals out on, out on Kenyon drake out on todd Gurley, out on duke johnson sad day out on tevin coleman uh james white i don't care matt breeder really don't care mike what if, davis what if, james, what, what if james white goes to tampa bay the bucks reunited with tom brady I just don't, I just, they're not, they're, they have to spend money in so many other places. James White's going to take a big pay cut to go there. And it's, well, it's it just gonna, isn't what, smart for him. Pay cut. He might, he's not going to get that much money anyway. I mean, no one's gonna have any money. Like a guy like James White, a team will be able to pick up after that first or second wave of free agency. He's going to be still be sitting out there. You're going to be yeah, able to he's get, too old. He's too old for the running yeah. back now. Like get him out of here. He's like, right. I, I, I just don't, I mean, I think James White would be, if he signs there, it'd be a good time to pick up Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah, it could be. Like, yeah. I'd pivot that way. Like, I'm not going to try to overinvest, you know, because then James White's going to be like a late second round pick kind of trade for a contender. You know, like that's right. Like, am I wrong? No, like, like, no one's going to trade late oh. second for James White. Are you kidding? Well, the, so he the 301, the 212, like late second. Round? I like, think he's a throw in a deal. I think some team would be like, oh, I got to shed roster. I'm like, I don't think it's going to generate that much excitement. But I'm thinking, like, as a throw in a deal, he he's a guy that may you may you may be startable sometimes during the season. What if the Why Bucks signed Duke Johnson? Ooh. That would be – his value would go up a little bit. That would yeah, be just, just be ready for another disappointing Johnson season. <laughs> just never going to be it. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there with the James. No, White. we're totally fine because, like, Mike Davis is a free agent. He just finishes an RB1, which is just wild overall wild. Uh, in PPR. They, you know, the speculation is, like, a he, his potential landing spots like the Bucks. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh Leonard Fournette, or as I put in the show sheet, Fournette. I forgot the R in there. They're going to try to get the band back together, I think, in Tampa Bay. But, I, I think Fournette will go back there. Right. I want to give you a speculation right now for Adrian Peterson. I think he's going to be a Jaguar next year. Okay. Why do you, what, what makes you feel, think that? Uh, because I mean, they have a young ascending talent. Uh, Adrian Peterson is a nice, like, first, second down back. He still has some giddy up to him. Like, Adrian Peterson isn't bad. And he is a great locker room guy for a team and he hasn't played for a Florida team yet. And he's been loving, like, if you listen to him on podcasts, he's been loving jumping around from franchise to franchise. And I think that, that he just kind of like fits. I don't know. I just have like his gut feeling around. I think Adrian Peterson is going to be a Jaguar. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I would think he'd want to sign with a team where he could maybe win a title. He also have a lot of career. cap space. What are you talking it's- about? He signed with the lions and red, like, before they become the Washington football team, he's not interested in titles. He needs I, to I pay think off some debts. I think that I think that's because that that's who like he would sign with who who wanted them, you know. So, um, it, you know, probably a guy, it's it's not like Adrian Peterson. All these teams are going to be lined up to sign him for his services. So you're probably right. Whoever will, whoever offers him a deal, he probably goes there. Right? He's probably at that point in his career. Yeah, just like but, Frank Gore, who wanted to win a title and signed with the jets from the <laughs> he, bills. Yeah. But, but he's definitely a good, um, good guy for, for running back depth for a team, for sure. You know, you're right. Good luck. Room I guy. just think you're going to get some fantasy starts on Adrian Peterson again, and we're going to be pulling out our hair because it's the worst. <laughs> uh, Le'Veon Bell, the speculation is dolphins, two years, 10 million. I don't really see that happening. Uh, you know, I like bell, Ryan, I own him in a few places. And I'm so confused on what to do with him. What do you think? Like, where would you put uh, him in like rookie picks this year? I, I, I don't know. I take a fourth rounder for him. I mean, <laughs> like, really? Like, like, You're fully no, out. No, I, I don't think I'm that out. I think it's, I can't be that I, out. I just maybe I'm holding on there because there, I guess there's a chance, but he's probably pretty much done in his career. But, but I mean, he could, he probably signs, you know, running back by committee place. And if someone goes down, he could probably have value during the season. So, but I, I just don't think obviously he's his best days are behind him. So I, I don't think he has a tremendous amount of value. You know, he's he's not gonna rise in dynasty value again. So um 
Like his peak next year is probably what running back 20. I think that's probably Seasonal? optimistic. So if he goes, that's, the, why, okay. I said, Ryan, that's why I said peak. Yeah. That is yeah. literally the optimistic take. <laughs> okay. You're fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So here's my question. Let's say, cause speculation here, let's say he goes to the dolphins. So he's, he's a backup in, in Miami or part of like the, the backfield rotation. Right. So is, is Miles Gaskin still the, still the starter. And then Le'Veon Bell's the, like his. Change no, Savan Ahmed is a stud. <laughs> I honestly think that he might be the best running back in that backfield right now. Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see how that's all going to play out. They're going to sign think, somebody. I th- no, but I think the the fact that you think that, just like they're going to sign somebody last year, Ryan, it's not that they're running that organization well, and they can ride these guys. Maybe the, maybe they'll resign or keep Miles Gaskins and Ahmed for cheap, but th- they traded a fifth round pick for Matt Breida. I don't think the Dolphins are going to invest early in running back because I think they have some analytics guy up there up top saying no, do not do this. Why we'll would see. that? It's just, it's it's a bad choice. Like a year over year over year over year says it's a bad choice until like the, the late second third round to take a running back. And I I I think I don't know. I, I have high hopes for no no what would I either Ahmed or Gaskin. Like no, I'm not willing to gamble on it I, yet, but I I think that they could they're going to be like. Yeah. Oh, let, let me clarify something. When I say invest, I don't mean invest draft capital running back, like high draft capital. I mean they're going to add to the backfield. They're gonna they're gonna sign like some veteran talent. They're gonna sign a, a you know at least a guy or two. So that that's what I mean. Like I I I don't think there's a you know unless they do decide to do like let's say they decide they need Aaron Jones and and they make him like their workhouse workhorse running back. Um, unless they do something like that, I, I think it's gonna be a you know, maybe a little bit of a messy situation. We'll, we'll see. I, yeah. I don't... And don't see them bringing in a guy like bell because he doesn't fit the character of that team. Right. Yeah. It'll be fun to see what they do. You know, what, what weapons they, uh, they surround uh Tua with and that, that type of thing. Um, other, uh, other running back thoughts. No, we got to move on. We just move on. All right. James Connor on the, is on the list. I'm really cheering for him. I hope something, you know, good happens for him, but anyway, all right, so wide receivers, um, a lot of intriguing names with with the wide receiver list, and it keeps growing. Didn't I? I think I saw today that the Bills didn't they drop John Brown? So some of these older wide receivers are going to get dropped, of course, on their teams. So yeah, John Brown got cut. Yeah, uh, Emmanuel Sanders got cut. That's right, Emmanuel Sanders. I don't know how much he's got left in the tank, but um, we'll see. So much interest to get. Uh, Ryan, first of all, very intrigued. I, I hope my boy Tyra Williams, which I've been holding on to because I picked him up off of so many uh, waiver wires when he broke out. He was one of my most owned dynasty players, like right away. So he's going to the Lions. He's going to have a huge season. He's going to be the best player ever. He's going to go for like 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. So let's go for Tyrell Williams. Book it. <laughs> I like it. Right right now, he, he might be their uh, wide receiver one. So He is their wide receiver one right now. Yeah. yeah. So After not go. franchising Kenny Galladay. Uh, you have small hands, Quintus Cephas. His eight and a half, eight and a half inch hands, and is slow. It's just yeah. I, like you just don't want that. And and I know Brian, you're a hand sizeist, and this just mm-hmm. plays into that. But he's also slow and just potentially not very good overall. Yeah. If he if he ends up like blossoming into an NFL talent, uh, that is a good surprise. I wish I hope he does again. I just want to put that out there, but I will bet against it. Uh, so AJ Green speculation is Ravens. Ryan, what do you think about him landing on the Ravens? Oh, I think that they need to sign someone younger than AJ Green is what I think. Did we I, sign I mean, AJ Green and Des Bryant? I mean, I don't know. I, I just kind of, I'm just kind of out on AJ Green. I mean, he just didn't look particularly good this this past season, and um, you know, he's at, he's he's past that wide receiver age curve, right? I mean, he's I'm not exactly sure how old AJ Green is. He, is he 31, 32? I mean, he's he's up yeah, there he's getting he's getting up there. Yeah, so I'm He's at least I'm just, 31. Yeah, I'm just out on AJ Green. If, if for whatever reason, let's say he signs with the Ravens and that generates any buzz whatsoever by anyone in my league, I will ship him off for whatever I can get for him. All right, here's the only scenario I'll be excited about AJ Green and willing to pay for him in Dynasty is if and Ryan Fitzpatrick signs with the team and AJ Green goes to that team. Brandon Marshall, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's all you need to remember. 
that is will be the only way that I'm excited about him. There's no way that's happening because I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is potentially retiring, kind of waffles back and forth. No, it's but I don't think he's going to. That was a report. Then he then he says no. Right, what what kills me is I, I want to be in on AJ Green. Like he's one of those uh you know, like unicorn talents, but it's really, really been bad. He used uh, to be in a grand town, but he got injured uh, multiple times. He's remember, yeah, he, he's, he's and gone. he got hurt this the happens. last time on that, like, like that bunk college stadium field. It was just the worst oh, because that, right. well, because Cincinnati's the worst organization. Like, it's it's all right. Are, so, T.Y. Hilton, are you interested if he resigns anywhere? Uh, okay, okay, AJ, just to throw it out there, AJ Green right now is 32, he's going to turn 33 in July. Oof. Um, T.Y. Hilton, um. Not really. Um, at this point, I think he's also done. I, I think he's just too old and too injury prone for me. Yeah, speculation is back to the Colts, but I think with Carson Wentz, like it's it's like, let's just get rid of that. Uh, why would they? That's not going to happen. They they've got unless they get them really cheap. I mean, they could. The, there's so many wide receivers. They've got so much money. I, I don't. I don't buy it. They're. I think they're aiming a little higher than than T. Y. Hilton. But just me. Just my thoughts. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of hope Larry Fitzgerald comes back for one more year with the Cardinals because they're going to be good. But he's super old. Uh, Golden Tate, is, I think he's still a good football player. I don't know where he's going to land. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I'm, I'm not very interested in. Uh, no, I'll just give this quickly though. Ryan PFF has him signing for the Ravens for three years, thirty million. It's less than that guaranteed, but that's way too much for Sammy Watkins. Uh, Marvin Jones going to the Browns. So Rashad Rashad Higgins is also a free agent. I actually would love the Marvin Jones signing for the Browns, uh, for Marvin Jones' value for the, for just the next season. Yeah, I, I actually I like really that. like that. I like that too. I like that too. They'd have a nice uh, nice trio of wide receivers if that happened. That would be interesting. Well, yeah, do you think Marvin Jones is like reliable? I mean, he's going to miss some games, but when it comes down to like. Points in time, like Baker Mayfield will be able to, like if Baker Mayfield has Marvin Jones, Jarvis Landry, and Odell Beckham, I, I think that's like a good like mix of fiery, and then you have like this like veteran Marvin Jones who has performed very well and could just be like the stabilizing presence in the wide receiver room. Anyway, I like I, it. I, I like maybe, it. Maybe we'll make a difference. But uh Brashad Perryman, uh Corey Davis, Will Fuller. I don't know. I, th- I think maybe we should, we need to kind of like wrap this all up. This is going on so long. I, I wrote, I wrote so many notes, but like, how far do you want to go here? Oh, I, we're, we're, I mean, I think we're probably, well, let's talk about a couple of the bigger names that you haven't mentioned, which are more interesting. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I, well, I, I, I will say a couple of guys, you mentioned Corey Davis and Will Fuller. I, I am very intrigued by what happens to them and, and how to value those guys. Um, I do have some hope for Corey Davis, um, but, but, I, but I don't know. I mean, it's going to be such so interesting to see where he goes and, and Will Fuller just, you know, to, a guy that can, that has shown us he can produce in stretches, but uh, I don't know. They're, they're, they're very interesting. Um, I think so. Uh, the, the, you know, PFF predicts Will Fuller signs with the, the Green Bay Packers. I'm selling Will Fuller if he signs there. I'm I, I like, I, I think that it's a great fit overall potentially, but I think we're just going to miss that Texans production. You know, will the Will Fuller Deshaun Watson connection will be lost, and I'm not willing to gamble that that's going to be better with a different quarterback because he runs longer routes. Deshaun Watson's way more uh, nimble than Aaron Rodgers at this point in time, and he was willing to just like launch it up there. And the, the Texans are just a weird team. So b- basically, Ryan, if Will Fuller takes a bump in value with whatever team he signs for, I'm just shipping him off. As, as best I possibly can. Uh, Juju. Ryan, Juju. Uh, so if Juju signs with the Jets, what's your opinion about Juju? I'm, I'm kind of into it. Um, I think it's probably um, would be pretty good. And, and I, I think that, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if that perception is changing with the Jets. Cause I think for a while people were like, Oh, the Jets, you know, but, but now that they, um, obviously have changed uh, their coaching staff and that they're going to, you know, get a, uh, maybe an upgraded quarterback, let's hope. So I, I think that I would, I would dig that landing spot for Juju for sure. And, and I think Juju is a, is, is talented. And, and I know that, you know, well, what has he done without Dan Antonio Brown? I think he's still a super talented wide receiver. Um, so I, you know, and, and he's done things at an early age that other guys haven't done. So I, 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 I would be happy with that. 
Yeah, I mean, that whole Pittsburgh offense has been different since Antonio Brown left and the way that they've run things differently. They've been a mess. Uh, I still think Juju's uber talented and can really succeed. And again, the Jets scare me, but I'm going to be in on it for now. Uh, If you went to the Niners, it'd be super weird because of all these possession receivers. Uh, If he, like, if Juju ended up on, I don't know, I think it was money. Be like, like, what about like, the Colts or Miami? Like, what if we went to Miami? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Um, you know, if, if they they sign, the, so what is the idea? They they sign Juju and then they you think they still draft a wide receiver? I think they have to because they don't really have much there. I mean, they've got Devontae Parker, and that's about it. What are you talking about, Jakeem Grant? As I mean, they, Ford? I, I mean, they have a bunch of horrible wide receivers after Devontae Parker. And I'm not sure how good whoa, he really whoa, is. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's the guy who is from Colorado State that got kicked out? Oh, the Preston yeah. Williams? The yeah, guy Preston that Williams. Last little bit, everyone was like, oh, I'm going to... His legs just seem to tear up every time he plays on that field, so he should probably go to a different team. Maybe yeah. plays indoors, just for a second. So, uh, but yeah, no, like, like what if they signed, you know, like 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 Juju and then like a, like a, like a Zay Jones you know, type of thing, like a smaller deal <laughs> player. Zay Jones. So oh, that would, that would excite me. What can I tell you? To his value would skyrocket. If Zay I Jones mean, if they signed Zay Jones, Corey Davis, Ron, that'd be your favorite <laughs> wide receiver core on the planet. <laughs> oh man. That, uh, that was I, my biggest, that was one of my biggest, I, I don't know why, but that's like my, I think my first year, first real year getting into to dynasty and, and like rookie drafts, like, and I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Uh, or, or doing with with Zay Jones because I no I, I don't think I don't think you did bad on Zay Jones like you weren't against like what like experts were doing it just he had a lot of counting stats and and flash a lot of plays uh, I was against Zay Jones but Ryan you know I've been wrong enough against rookie prospects I don't know, like it's not like a tracker to lean on but the one Ryan I still think Kenny Galladay if I can buy him before he signs if there's any sort of missing I think Kenny Galladay is just a fit anywhere he produced with David Blau that's that's all you need to know. It, it just doesn't matter. I, 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 uh, it can't get any re- really worse. Like the, the Chargers have a good amount of cap room. And if they're not going to re-sign Mike Williams, I would love him in the Chargers. I think he'd be a perfect compliment to Keenan Allen. And that would be so much fun if he went to the Washington football team, Vegas, uh, you know, getting like Colts, Dolphins. I think, please, 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 not the Patriots. That's the only one that I think would be bad unless they sign Fitzpatrick. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Galladay is is talented, and and honestly, one of the things with Kenny Galladay, let's say he go, did go to New England, that may not be bad because that may present a buying opportunity. Because the narrative would be, oh no, Kenny Galladay, he went to New England. That's horrible. I, I mean, I think wherever he goes, he's going to put up big numbers. So um, I, I I'm with you. I mean, I, I you know we we talk about this all the time. Is that you you know you you want to you know if you believe in a talent, invest in the talent and, and don't worry so much about landing spot because so many things can happen. You know, he goes to, let's, let's say he goes to the Patriots and the Patriots end up pulling out uh, off a trade for Deshaun Watson. It, I mean, it, it can happen. We haven't heard it, you know, rumors or anything, but it's not beyond their own possibility. And all of a sudden you've got a very valuable asset in Kenny Galladay that's matched with Deshaun Watson. So yeah, we just don't know what's going to happen. So let's, let's invest in the talent and, you know, go from there. Yeah. The so. Patriots send Bill Belichick for Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> probably would be a great move for both franchises, honestly, if that happens. And then Belichick so. retires. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because so of retirement, one, can, can I give you like one, like quick free agent, like note, and this is from, this is from PFF is that they have the speculation or the prediction is Deshaun Jackson signs with the chiefs for one year, 2 million. Uh, I think that's, a, that's interesting because Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle are, are both free agents and kind of how they're going to figure out that wide receiver core. And so is Sammy Watkins. Like the Chiefs wide receiver core is going to be such a fun uh, dynasty fantasy football offseason. I'm very excited about it. I don't think Deshaun Jackson is going to the Chiefs for one year. I just like, why would they? But I, you're going to get, we're going to get some, some hype says in here for the rest of that receiving core that's, our, that's still like locked in. Yeah, there'll they'll be some kind of, you know, somebody will sign there, you know, maybe like a guy like John Brown that was cut goes to the, the Chiefs and somebody will get a little bit of spike in value, like whoever it is. Yeah, you know, they'll I, be there like, you know, third or fourth option in the offense, but still. Yeah, I still remember that offseason where the Bears signed Allen Robinson for cheaper than what Sammy Watkins signed with the Chiefs. They would want to take that one back. Yeah, well, 
you know why because was, he's coming off the injury. acl tear yeah. yeah so i mean that's the only reason it happened um that that's the only reason so the bears took a little bit of a chance there and the one of the few times it's paid off for them recently okay um tight end position will this is uh, intriguing one to me because you you've got you know, Hunter Henry, who I think is, is super talented. And then some, some guys, you know, some older veterans and then some guys, you know, specifically I'm thinking about Johnny Smith and Gerald Everett that are kind of getting into that zone of when they should start really producing big. So, um, so I'm very curious to see where Hunter Henry ends up. I'm very curious to see where Johnny and Gerald Everett end up. What, what about you? What are you thinking about these, these guys? Yeah, I think that would be, uh, I, th- I think any, any landing spot's a good spot for those guys, right? Uh, Gerald Everett getting out of there with uh, Tyler Higby, who had been extended, and whatever they're going to do there. Uh, whatever team is going to sign him is going to have a plan for him. I think Janu or Gerald, uh, or even Hunter Henry, landing, landing on the Jaguars would be just a great spot with a rookie QB. Uh, probably, you know, 99% chance Trevor Lawrence. Um I think that that gives some intrigue and maybe a potential like a little dynasty bump. Can we remember though, uh, a tight end run that is like kind of changed teams year over year and like produced with good value. I have a really hard time thinking about that. I know Jared cook has like set a lot of receiving records, but he's been very inconsistent from team to team. I, I I'm struggling to like really be passionate though, about these guys changing teams because the teams, unless they resign with their current team, I don't really, I'm not really that excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, you're right. I can't think of a, a time where guys, you know, really, I mean, I get, I, there are plenty of times where Trey people, Burton did pretty well in his first year in Chicago. He did. He did until he didn't show up for the playoff game when they really could have used him, but yeah, uh, but I'm not bitter or anything. Um, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're, you're right. I, I, I mean, I'm struggling to think of times where these guys have changed teams and they really like, you know, produced. I, I think with the tight end position, as always in, in dynasty and in fantasy, we've got a, a couple of guys that really produce, we can rely on. And then there's always the, the hopeful, you know, like some of these guys I'm naming, you know, Gerald Everett, it's like, it's totally hopeful. Um, you know, um, same with Johnny Smith. I mean, Johnny Smith has had stretches where he's looked really good and um, you know, but then sometimes he, he, he puts up a goose egg in the, in the stat sheet. So I'll just be optimistic, but I, I do think this year there are some really intriguing landing spots for tight ends. You know, the Colts, uh, Cincinnati, um, you, uh, you said that Jacksonville could be intriguing. The, the yeah, Chargers, I think it, I think it really could be. Yeah, so so there are some good spots for tight ends um, that could put up some. You know, they'll have some opportunities to put up some big numbers. So that's exciting. So that, that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, like I mean, like Kyle Rudolph is an aging guy going to a different place. I mean, Jared Cook is probably done at this point. More like Cox is an exclusive rights free agent. Uh, have I mentioned yet that I hate the way NFL contracts work? A couple of times. Like, let's just like release that man. Let him go out of the wild. Let him sign with the Niners. And let's watch his dynasty value skyrocket. Uh, like Jordan Reed is a free agent. I, I didn't put him in here because I just don't think it matters anymore. I just Poor hope he guy. retires. He you needs know. to because one more concussion, the guy's going to die. I mean, God, he needs to retire. But um, well, just I, I still his, his long term health. Um, our like I already think it has to be like monitored heavily. It's going to cost him a lot. One more is just it's too. He's already like three past what it should be. I just I I just hope you're okay, Jordan Reed. Uh, you know, Kyle Rudolph after being cut, I'm very excited for Irv Smith. I think that's a great buy at this point in time. But you missed your buy low chance before Kyle Rudolph got cut. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's an interesting name, but you're right. You're, you're not going to get him low. You're not going to buy him low. Um, but maybe it's worth. Maybe he's a guy worth buying. I don't know. Maybe he could. You know, it it, it may seem like a buy high now, but if he, the, the, I think my problem with Irv Smith will is is you know and at least this next year in Minnesota, you know, where's, is, where's is he in the pecking order of the offense, you know, cause you've got, you've got, you know, Dalvin cook is kind of your centerpiece. And then you have this amazing guy named Justin Jefferson and Oh yeah. Adam Thielen is a pretty darn good wide receiver too. So what's left, you know, what's left for Smith? Like what, what, what is his ceiling? I, and I don't know what it is. Um, may, maybe when Thielen goes away, but I don't know. I just, I don't know what the ceiling is for Irv Smith. That's my big issue with it. I don't know. Like what, like 750 yards, seven touchdowns. You'd take that, right? I think that's optimistic, honestly. 
You if, just if, asked if, what his ceiling was, Ryan, and I give you an optimistic. No, but I mean that's beyond. That's optimistic for a ceiling. That's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, I, like, I, yeah, I don't know. He, he hit some really good games last year and, and started to like put up some yards. And he's a good tight end. Yeah. So I think if you have two wide receivers and a good tight end, and you know a running back that that can also catch, I, I still think that you know, let's say Kirk Cousins throws for you know four thousand yards. Mm-hmm. maybe that's too optimistic but where, where are all those passing yards going you know if you divide that up between those four then maybe a couple uh, you know auxiliary pieces I, I think that that could be totally possible yeah i mean i i i guess maybe it, i don't know maybe it could be but i i do i don't know i i just i don't know how much i want to invest in him because i i feel like i don't know what you're gonna what you're gonna pay is is just i, I don't know it's it's i, I think Oh yeah, he's totally going to be the tumbler though. Tight ends, you know, he, 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 what he could be like tight end like six, let's say, is his ceiling. I don't see him really. Maybe even tight end five because after those first three, four, it's kind of a big drop off. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I might rather go after. I, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how good. Uh, like, would you be shocked if if Irv Smith outscored Hunter Henry next year? Um, Hunter has just lived off hype his whole his whole career. I, I wouldn't mainly because well, here's the thing with Hunter Henry. He's very good. It's just he gets injured all the time. I, I mean, if he can stay healthy, he's going to put up a great year. But I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, has Hunter Henry ever ever you know put put a full year together? And I know a lot of Titans don't. They're very other. I always say this. Other than Travis Kelsey, Titans get hurt. You know, it's just how it is. But um, I, I don't know. I think that's the big thing with Hunter Henry is that he's. He gets hurt all the time. So I want to see how many games he played last year. But um, do you want to talk about the quarterbacks really quick? I mean, there's it's not an exciting free agent. Yeah, yeah. quickly, speculation is Andy Dalton might sign with the Broncos. I think it would be a great signing by them. I think the Broncos would be a playoff team with Andy Dalton. Um, They could be. They could be. Um, yeah, it, it. I mean, I guess it's. it's I guess rough, rough division, but is is the idea that Andy Dalton would be the starter there? And I mean, the, anybody's better than Drew Lock sucks. Yeah, I I think you know I have to say because because you know you put in some of these um what what these PFF are these predictions like, like yeah it was, just, it was their prediction okay so uh, Mitch Trubisky two years fifty million going back to the Bears that's garbage there's no way I don't think they're going to do that that bridge has been burned Trubisky does not want to play in Chicago the Bears don't want him back um the, the you know Matt Nagy just, just hates the guy so n- no I, I just think that's um like that's like whoever predicted that does not has not been doesn't at least know Chicago Bears organization so I just think that's kind of ridiculous but um. I, I I do think that, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is an intriguing name because uh, the guy just puts up numbers in fantasy. And so wherever he goes, I, th- I think it's, that's kind of fun. Um, I just don't think he meshes with Bill Belichick at all. Oh, cause they're, they're pretty, yeah. They suggest in the Patriots. I, I'm with you. I don't think I don't see that either, but yeah, like I, I don't see that being like a good, a good marriage. Uh, cause Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't that read the defense pick like pick him apart he's that i'll wait long enough and i'll i'll read like the rush and i'll make the great play because i can see that but he's not he's not like making audibles at the line that is like a slant route that's gonna house it you know he's gonna sit he's gonna you know you know ryan fitzpatrick holds the franchise record for touchdown passes in the season for the jets and that brandon marshall eric decker here oh yeah yeah all you need to know is that ryan fitzpatrick wherever he goes is gonna throw tutties and you want right. that wide receiver? Like literally, I just I can't. I hope he lands somewhere fun. Yeah, I, I do too. I, and I, I hope he gets. I hope it's an opportunity as a starter, not that he's you know backing up somebody because. Um, but he it, will start at some point in that year. He does every year. That's right. That's right. It'll go someplace where, you know, some team drafts a rookie that's disappointing, or, or whatever, or the, or the guy just the the you know. Maybe maybe like Detroit, he signs as the backup, and Jared Goff just can't can't get it done there, and he he comes in and leads the Lions to a playoff berth, <laughs> <or something>, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, if the Lions won a Super Bowl with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm and like no receivers, but they he had like two fifteen yard like yeah like like somehow Quintus Cephas is a fifteen hundred yard ten touchdown guy. 
I mean, um, I, I, you know, I, I guess you'd have my boy there. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Um, DeAndre Swift just uh, just goes off, you know. Um, all right. You're forgetting um, about their their number one tight end in the NFL. Oh, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oozing with upside. Um, I'm kind of I've come, I'm I'm on the fence of whether or not I think DJ Hawkinson is actually going to be anything special in the NFL as far as fantasy goes. I think he'd be a fine player, but yeah, I, I mean, will he will he be Travis? Will Kelsey? he be above 750 and five? Like, I just don't. I I I I how we're gambling right now, and I had to put like a month's salary one way or the other. I think I would just say no. I think I I think I'd gamble like if I absolutely had to, I'd go against it. I think he's no worse than, I mean, that's what, essentially what he was this past year. I mean, he was seven twenty three and six. So I, I, I think he's probably good to repeat those numbers. Is that including playoffs? I kid, I kid. It's the Lions. Sorry, oh, Lions fans. That's not fair. That's pretty <laughs> nice. So Maybe Deshaun Jackson signs with the Lions. Oh, gosh. That anyway, was... we should probably wrap this up. We should wrap it up. Okay. So anyway, uh, you know, you're going to hear this and um, maybe hear some rumors about guys being signed. So it, it, it is kind of um, it. Well, it's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a fun week of free agency. We'll get some more pro day information next week. So, um, you know, before we know it, the draft will be here and we'll have much more to talk about, but um, in the meantime, free agency should be fun. There are some intriguing names. And uh, with that, I think we're going to get out of here. Will two minute warning. What do, what do you want to say? Yeah. Remember when Nick Mullins was like San Francisco was denying all trade offers for him. He's now a free agent and nobody cares. <laughs> Joe Flacco's a free agent. I, I still think like Joe Flacco, maybe he'll win a couple, another couple Super Bowls. Uh, James Winston's out there. I don't know. Like Tyrod Taylor. I just don't think any of these quarterbacks matter because rookie contracts are cheaper and that's the way the NFL is trending. It just like, I, 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 I think honestly, like Andy Tolan, the Broncos would be the most, that's one to be most excited about. Yeah, I mean, of, of all these guys, um, well, I, I think, you know. His hair matches the team colors. Let's go, Andy. In terms of fantasy, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, of, of all these guys on the list, is the guy that intrigues me the most, honestly. Because, if you know, if I just don't think he's going to be sent as a starter. He's probably going to come, does he come to the Bears, Ryan? You I can see that. I, I've thought about that. And honestly, that might uh, There's be not a lot of other great fits. Yeah, it's that really maybe isn't. I, I I would be excited if he signed with Chicago. You know, I, I mean, he's he's probably unless they, by some miracle they could pull off a trade for one of the premier quarterbacks. It's, it's, it's year. A, it's some but, of the assets. Yeah. Well, and and and, and yeah, and, and that's a, the other problem too is teams that do have the assets. You know, you you all of a sudden weaken your your team. You know, so I mean, it's more important to have the quarterback, but you know, you give up you know, the Roquan Smiths on your team, then all of a sudden, well, you got a big hole in your defense. So I, I don't know. It, it's, it's challenging. And honestly, as we've talked about all kinds of problems with getting a deal for those quarterbacks, but anyway, let, let's get out of here. I don't, I don't know. I think I have much to say. Just, just buckle up. It's going to be fun for agency starting. So um, with that, um, we're the fancy Joes. I am at Roto librarian on Twitter, Ryan Livergood. He is at fantasy underscore will, will Greenwood or, Fantasy Joe's handle is at FF Joe's. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joe's. Mm-hmm. Two Iowa Hawkeye wide receivers are going to be top 24 wide receivers in the next three years. That's just, I mean, just blatant, you know, fandom right there. What kind of odds can you get on that in Vegas? Can you bet on that? I don't even know if I bet on that. <laughs>